0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Rainy day where I am. I hope you got blue skies wherever you are. The phone number. 877-973-7425, Should you wish to be on this program, um, I want to start with a phone call uh, before I move on to other subjects because I really do want to move on to some other stuff because I'm just I'm I got to move on for my own well-being. I need to move on. Um, but first, I want to go to Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. How are you?
3: Doing well, doing well, Eric. Appreciate what you do very much. Thank you. Um, I am looking at a map of the Gaza Strip as I speak, and this is, it's a question that I have based on the news reports that I've heard. Uh, I'm looking at the the southern end of the Gaza Strip where it borders on Egypt, and I see this Rafah, which, I, as I understand, is one of the gateways or the southern gateway out of Gaza into Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that Israel has bombed that. I mean, and, and I'm confused. I mean, I'm asking, I mean, I'm a big. Support of israel but I, i'm just confused I, I appreciate some clarity on if the, if israel wants the gaza citizens to leave and i understand they got to control it because they don't want stuff coming in but if they want the israeli i mean the, the gaza citizens to leave so they can do what they need to do militarily why would they want to strike uh, or bomb
2: the Rafah? Uh, the <laughs> i know exit? the answer to this one actually um so do you have your map in front of you Yes. Okay, so if you see Rafa, I don't know if you can yeah. zoom in or not, but towards the south end of yeah. Rafa, there is a, a gate, al Tiara Gate, um, and it runs through the, the Rafa Crossing Street, uh, and it goes to Salah eddin Al-Ubor Street, uh, which runs all the way up uh, to the north end of the Gaza Strip. Uh, there's a reason Israel bombed it, and they did bomb it. They admit they bombed it. Uh, the biggest tunnel in the Gaza Strip goes right under that road into Egypt to bring in weapons for Hamas. I wanted to collapse the tunnel? They had to collapse the tunnel to stop the flow of weapons, and they built it intentionally to be along the same road so that if Israel bombed it, they would have to bomb the exit. Yeah, I got it. That's what they did. I mean, keep in mind, and this, y'all— I'm not making this up at all, and and Robert knows I'm not making this up. So Rafa is on the south end. On the north end of Gaza is actually Gaza City. Uh, Gaza City is the biggest urban area in the Gaza Strip, and Gaza City has the biggest hospital in Gaza, and Gaza City's hospital also contains what? The headquarters for Hamas inside Mm -hmm. the middle of the hospital. If you want to blow up the headquarters of Hamas, you have to send a missile that will be designed to blow up the hospital because they built it right in the interior middle of the hospital by design. Uh, It's what they do. So, yeah, it's a horrible situation. Israel wants them to flee. Israel says, please leave. Uh, This is where you need to go. And then they've got to blow it up because the biggest tunnel to supply weapons to Hamas and that tunnel, by the way, goes miles. Uh, from Egypt into Gaza to funnel uh, supplies for Hamas from the Iranians and others. So what happens is the the Jews, the Israelis have blocked off the port in Gaza because so many arms were coming in from the North Koreans, the Chinese, the Iranians. So they block that off. So what the Iranians and the Chinese and the North Koreans do is they drop it off uh, there in the Red Sea and it is funneled up to the tunnels in Egypt by caravan and run underground into Gaza for Hamas. And so if you want to stop it, you got to blow that up. And Hamas, by design, built the tunnel to be under the road so that if people were fleeing Gaza, they would be blown up by the Israelis too. And so they, they've created a no-win situation for the Israelis. They Israelis will inevitably and unfortunately kill innocent civilians— trying to stop Hamas. Hamas's headquarters were, and it is past tense because the hospital has been leveled. Hamas's headquarters were literally built into the center of the downstairs of the biggest hospital in Gaza. So if Israel wanted to take out Hamas's headquarters, they had to destroy the hospital, and they have never done so until this week. Hamas did that by design. To provoke outrage, to provoke response, and the people who are responding know it and refuse to talk about it. They they don't want you to know the truth of what Hamas has done. Hamas won a democratically held election in the mid two thousands and then imposed a dictatorship. And has never they've never given up. The people of Gaza live in squalor because of Hamas, and yet they Hamas. Teaches the kids in school as they grow up that it's all Israel's fault. They are indoctrinated and brainwashed from an early age, and it's sad and it's unfortunate. But you can't expect Israel to tie its hands behind its back in response. Um, I gotta ask a question down the line to Charlie and Philip because I'm I, I kind of want to. That clip I just sent you guys, should I or should I not play it? I'm. I'm tempted to play it, to at least share one small part of what I have had to do for show prep this week so that other people can hear it. But I don't know, because um, it's kind of gut-wrenching. But I want y'all's opinion on it. While while they're chiming in, I do want to let the rest of you know that um, Israel has uncovered uh, intelligence from Hamas operatives who were killed And Hamas got a bunch of their intelligence on where to attack and when to attack and how to attack from uh, Palestinian citizens who were on work projects in Israel. They have uh, detailed documents on shift changes, schedules, and things like that that came from Palestinians. That's going to make the situation even worse. All right, Philip and Charlie, say for me to play this to you all. When I tell you guys I've had a bad week— when i tell you that i have had to subject myself to all sorts of terrible stuff to avoid subjecting you to it but to be able to accurately relate to you it i this is the sort of stuff that i have had to encounter this week and i'm i'm playing this for you this is a british man he is jewish he and his family live in israel his daughter, Emily, was eight years old.
0: They just said, we found Emily. Uh, she's dead. And I went, yes. I went, yes, and smiled. Cause that is the best news of the possibilities that I knew. That was the best possibility that I was hoping for. And we actually spoke with one man, originally from Ireland, who was separated from his eight-year-old daughter. She had gone to a sleepover at a friend's house who also lived in the kibbutz. And he described to us the agonizing moment after two days of waiting for answers. He was rescued. He finally found out that his eight-year-old daughter, Emily, had been killed. She was either dead or in Gaza and if you know anything about what they do to people in Gaza that is worse than death, that is worse than death, the way they treat you, they'd have no food, they'd have no water, she'd be in a dark room filled with Christ knows how many people and terrified every minute, hour Day and possible years to come. so death was a blessing, an absolute blessing
2: It's heavy stuff. That is what's happening to people in Israel. So you've now heard this. Um I'm I need to move on for all our sake before I say something I regret. Um but that's happening. That's that's the sort of stuff that's coming out, the pictures and all. Um there is some breaking news to deal with. Um Bob Menendez, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee has uh, now a, a superseding indictment has been filed by the federal government. He's now accused specifically of acting as a foreign agent for Egypt while helming the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Pretty big deal. Federal prosecutors accused Senator Menendez on Thursday of secretly acting as an agent for the government of Egypt while serving as the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, adding to the slate of criminal charges for which the New Jersey Democrat was indicted last month. Prosecutors in the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office unveiled an updated indictment, adding the charge of conspiracy for a public official to act as a foreign agent, alleging Menendez, his wife, Nanita Menendez, and a New Jersey businessman, Hawail. Hanna used his Senate position to benefit the government of Egypt without registering as a foreign agent. The new indictment comes three weeks after a federal grand jury charged all three with conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud, and conspiracy to commit extortion. The set of charges centered around Menendez's alleged efforts to advocate for Egypt. Keep in mind, Egypt right now, uh, says they notified Israel three days before the attack that the attack was coming, and it fell on deaf ears, and right now, Egypt is refusing to allow uh, citizens of Gaza to leave Gaza to come into Egypt. They've sealed up their border. Uh, Israel is telling the people of Gaza, you got to flee, you got to go to Egypt, and Egypt is saying you can't come here, putting the people of Gaza in a very precarious position, but that's not Israel's fault. Israel's got to respond to the brutality of what happened. They've got to respond to Hamas. And part of that is going to involve going street to street, fighting Hamas in Gaza. They're gearing up right now to open this front. It's a dangerous situation. And Bob Menendez, senator from New Jersey, who, by the way, is saying he intends to run for re-election because he's completely innocent. That Bob Menendez is doing this with Egypt. How can the Democrats in the Senate continue to allow this man to be chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee? Chuck Schumer left him there knowing he was under federal investigation for stuff that happened while chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Chuck Schumer has allowed Bob Menendez to stay in that position, could have removed him from the position, and he didn't. Now Menendez says he's going to run again. And you've got the superseding indictment coming out that he was acting as a foreign agent for Egypt while chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. How can the Senate Democrats allow this man to stay on that committee? It is beyond me. I have no idea. And yet here we go. Now on the House side, my goodness gracious, on the House side, they can't come to terms about a Speaker of the House. Uh, The Republican conference agreed by majority vote to go with Steve Scalise, but a number of the Republicans are saying, nope, not going to do it. I'm only going with Jim Jordan. Scalise is struggling to coalesce Republican support, even with the backing of Jim Jordan. Kevin McCarthy says Scalise has a big hill to climb, not going to help him. He feels betrayed by Scalise. Jim Jordan has come out and said he's willing to help Steve Scalise become the Speaker of the House. Uh, Republicans and conservatives are attacking Jim Jordan for deciding to help Steve Scalise because Jordan's a nominee. But you got Republicans, conservatives, uh, Nancy Mace, Marjorie Taylor Green, Bob Good, Matt Gates, and others saying they will only vote for Jim Jordan, putting him in a very difficult position. What a mess in the House. Keep in mind, until the Speaker is elected, they cannot advance any legislation, including aid for Israel. So pressure is being brought to bear to try them to get over this and find a Speaker. Maybe what they need to do is just ratify Patrick McHenry as as Speaker for like three weeks and say in three weeks, we're going to toss you and find someone else, but we got to fund Israel. So... Lock you in. You're no longer Speaker pro tempore. You are the Speaker. And in three weeks, we'll find someone new. But they instead want to try to figure out a way to cobble the votes together and see if they can get Scalise or Jordan in there. And this is going to be a messy process. House Republicans always making it about themselves in times of crisis. Guys, if you're a small, mid sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. You got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. Uh, Gosh, it is just... There's a lot of news and so much of it is about Israel and I believe it or not I, I'm working hard to find other stuff to talk about it and it, usually it's so easy to find other stuff um, but it's all consuming news. however, you should know more than 71 million of you are going to get Social Security benefit increases. Uh, the checks are gonna go up by 3.2 percent next year because of inflation. this is the Social Security Administration has released a statement saying that it's more than the typical cost of living adjustment, but a significant drop from the record-setting bump of 8.7% in 2023 amid rampant inflation. Starting in January, retired workers' average benefit will rise by $59 a month to $1,907, up from $1,848. According to the chief executive of the AARP, retirees can rest a little easier at night knowing they will soon receive an increase in their Social Security checks, we know older Americans are still feeling the sting when they buy groceries and gas. That's true. What is remarkable are the number of people in the Biden administration coming out saying, hey, we beat this. Have you seen the inflation numbers? Inflation, we're doing good. Uh, yeah, when you take out the cost of gas and food and in the inflation numbers, it's great. But you know what? For the average American, the cost of gas and food is a predominant part of their monthly expenses outside of rent or mortgage or something like that. Good gracious. This rah-rah-rosy picture that the economy is suddenly healed really uh, is disconnected from the reality of what's happening in America, where uh, the cost of living continues to go up. You don't realize this. Like, prices aren't going down. They're just going up slower. So instead of going up 8%, they're going up 2.2%. But that still means they're going up, and your income is still not catching up to the rate of inflation. It's getting closer, but it's not there yet. You're still losing money from three years ago. But spin it, they will. Spin it, they do. Because spin it, they can. And the press will let them get away with it. So much distrust of the American media and spreading the propaganda for Hamas is not helping so many media outlets right now. Um, I got I to gotta credit, uh, not just Fox News, but CNN as well. And CNN's ratings have soared in large part because they have so many on-the-ground reporters who are willing to go to war zones and report accurately on what's happening, and they're not Hamas sympathizers. They got a couple there, but most of them aren't. And so God bless them for their really good coverage. CNN's coverage right now with this war in the Middle East is actually far deeper, broader, and better than any other network, including Fox, just because CNN has so many resources to bring to bear to be able to cover it. So good for them. It's compelling watching that interview I played with the father was from CNN. Now I'm going to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3 pack. You can get 3 of them at edenpuredeals.com if you put in my name Eric E R I C K, you'll see the discount on the box, on the front page of the website. You put in Eric E R I C K, you get 3 Eden Pure Thunderstorms. What are they? They're air purifiers so they get rid of the dust and the pollen floating in the air, they get rid of the mildew, they get rid of the bacteria, but where they really shine where I use them, they're odor eliminators. They wipe out odors. Head odors, litter box odors, smoke odors, cooking odors, musty odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm wipes them out. You can get one for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV, your travel bag. Like I do, I travel with mine. I can plug it up in a rental car that has a USB outlet. You can power it by USB, or I can plug it directly into the wall, and it just works, wiping out odors. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. And you get free shipping. You get all of this at Edenpuredeals.com. The discount code Eric E R I C K. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Uh going to the phones here. Sim, I want to go to you first. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me, Eric. Sure. Um, so I'm calling. I live here in Atlanta. Our, our youngest son, a couple of years ago, um, went to Israel to, um, to to protect to protect it. Um, we lived in Israel when we were uh, when he was very very young, and uh, two buses exploded um, from our neighborhood um, in back to back weeks. And he asked at that time. Um, he's three years old. Why do bad things keep happening here? Um, fast forward, he graduates college. Uh, he says he has to go to Israel, um, to, to help, to help protect. Um, he, uh, he was passed on and on and gotten to, uh, the top anti-terrorist, um, special ops unit. The reason I'm calling is to tell you about the training he had and what remembered at the time, um, uh, it was all about what you say in Hebrew, the dignity and, and the holiness of the human being. and the commander, his commander said, I'm not talking about a Jewish human beings, all human beings, and we're going to teach you how to kill and how to be able to uh, block out everything that you feel in order to kill in that moment. But it's just to kill evil, evil people. My son, who was one who burst through the doors, um, carried candies in his pocket every single time they went um, and learned in Arabic how to say, um, you're safe. Stand here. We will protect you. And he would give the children candies. on um, these terrorists were hiding um, it, it, behind the children mm-hmm. um, in 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 other rooms. And um, the soldiers would put their life on the line before they would harm the children. And I just thought it important that your um, that uh, your listeners um, understand how these uh, anti-terrorist units are trained.
2: Oh, that's that's good. Listen, thank you very much for sharing that, and and also I hope people understand what you're saying that the Hamas terrorists would use the children as shields to protect them from the Israeli soldiers, yeah. so that they could have the opportunity to shoot the Israeli soldier, and and if the child died, they were collateral, and the Israeli soldiers worked to protect the kids. It's it's that that sort of stuff just gets overlooked by so many people who want to morally equate the two sides. Sim, thank you very much for that. 877-973-7425 is the phone number. Bob, you're going to be up next. Welcome.
4: Hey, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. I, um, I'm going to vent a little bit and it's not off the subject necessarily. I am I followed many of the rising stars under Trump and I was impressed by Gates. Uh, my opinion has changed. Um, I think that that group of eight should consider their positions they are putting a jeopardy it's all presentation and credibility and the republican party has to prove they have the dedication and and the co- establish the confidence of the american public in them so that they can move ahead with their legislation and this action by gates and that group they could have done that later they didn't have to do it now They could have waited, gotten through legislation, and slowly built a group understanding and trust and responsibility amongst themselves that they should, in fact, and do, in fact, have the same uh, objective in mind for the American people. And what the gentleman said just before me, I believe – excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I believe all people would like the same thing, safety for themselves, their families, their country, their possessions, and show respect for all others. And we are losing that as a society. Mm -hmm. And the politician that can deliver that or the person that can deliver that will succeed, at least I believe so.
2: I'm sorry, Eric. I got No, no, no. Look, I take it's a big breath. Bob, it's okay. Uh so many people are reacting this week like that. I have I've had my moments myself. It's it's difficult when you see the horror and when you also realize how many people want to hide behind statements and platitudes and and, and qualifiers and, and resolution statements Then they just can't understand these are people. These are human beings who were murdered by monsters that there's just there's yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard to fathom the brutality and the cruelty of what happened. And particularly well, we in the West, uh, we we tend to abide by the rules of war that Hamas does not. Yes. And,
4: and and we have a group of, of I never thought I'd live through this. I mean, I was taking the SATs the day after JFK was assassinated. I've seen the Vietnam War and a lot of other things. I never thought I'd be living in the United States when I'm hearing people who were brought and allowed into this country to, they have a right. We give them that right and freedom of speech. But to to denigrate our Constitution, our country, its principles, I just find it, I I can't accept it. And I think that I, look, if a lot of Americans get upset, I mean, we could have serious violence in this country.
2: Yeah, I, I, I wonder about it sometimes. I mean, Bob, listen, I'm going to let you go there, and, and thank you. I, I, I understand your emotions in this. It's really, really hard to coexist with people who say, dead babies? Yeah, but Israel cut off power to Gaza. really hard to coexist with people who who morally equate cutting off power to Gaza with chopping off the heads of babies. It's very hard to do that. And Bob, asked to your other point, I'm going to get blowback from real good friends of mine for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I believe it. Not afraid of like, I, I've made everybody mad this week. I, I criticized Charlie Kirk in the Associated Press, and he deserved to be criticized. Candace Owens, uh, Andrew Tate, Tucker Carlson. I'm just I'm criticizing everybody this week on the right and the left. Everybody's lost their minds, it seems. Let me say this: the reason the United States government cannot pass an appropriations to help our allies, the Israelis, is because Matt Gates had a temper tantrum, hated Kevin McCarthy, and led a movement to oust him as Speaker, and the House of Representatives is paralyzed until he gets a new Speaker. No, not a single person on the planet from Matt Gates to Benjamin Netanyahu knew what Hamas was about to do. But events change things. And the events of Matt Gates deciding to oust Kevin McCarthy as speaker have thrown chaos into a process where we need less chaos. And the most damnable thing about it all are the number of people in the House of Representatives who are still engaged in performance art instead of actually rising to the occasion. Like Nancy Mace putting on her white shirt with her red letter A for attention as her scarlet letter uh, as we've got dead babies in Israel and she wants all the attention on her. Y'all, the reality is this, the reality is this, if we want to stand with our friends, the Israelis, and we want to help them, you got to have a Speaker of the House. And these Republicans in the House of Representatives, provoked by Matt Gates, who are taking a my way or the highway, I will not compromise approach, okay, that's fine, but In a moment of crisis, at some point, you got to rise to the occasion and do something, and if not you, someone else. I would much prefer Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House of Representatives, but a majority of the Republicans in the House decided to go with Steve Scalise. And these holdouts, what they're hoping to do is get the Democrats to go along with Steve Scalise so they can forever tar and feather him as a man-made Speaker by the Democrats. It is all a political ploy and at this point you got to grow up stop the gamesmanship there are serious serious issues at stake on the world stage there are serious issues at home none of them can be addressed because Matt Gates had a temper tantrum yep Matt Gates deserves a lot of the blame for the dysfunction going on right now in Washington DC where our side can't get its act together because McCarthy's gone right now. We have no speaker. And the Republicans voted to find a new speaker. They voted for Steve Scalise, and you've got a handful of Republicans. They can only lose four, and you've got more than that. Say, no, I'm only voting for Jim Jordan, no one else. Even Jim Jordan is like, no, no, guys, we need Scalise. we got to get this over with. We've got to do something. I'm going to give him a nomination speech. I'd prefer Jim Jordan, but what I'd prefer even more is just for them to get this over with find a speaker of the house because there are so many things, pressing things that um, we've got to deal with, and we just can't. Now, I want to play for you Ron DeSantis' audio. I think it was on Fox. I think it was Fox pointing to one of those other big issues that the House of Representatives needs to be around to deal with. I would also ask the president to consider reversing his policies on the southern border. We are vulnerable when you have all these military age Mm. men coming in. Do you think that our enemies have not been looking at that weakness? We know people from Iran have come. We know people from Russia have come. Uh, we know China and other parts of the Middle East. That is not good for the security of this yeah. country. Israel probably has the strongest border security in the world, and yet this happened to them. This is another thing that just kind of blows my mind. I mean, we, we know what the intelligence reports are. We know how many people from foreign countries from the Middle East that we have detained in um, we we've, we've detained at the border. The number of people from Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Uzbekistan, and this administration still won't get serious about securing our border. Where are the grown ups? On both sides. Neither side is led by grown ups right now. You've got Trump on stage giving Hezbollah a PR win by saying they're smart. You can, you can say Hezbollah is smart. That's fine. But why do you say it on stage? They've already started turning it. They're regurgitating the clip into their propaganda channels. Donald Trump says we're smart. Listen to Donald Trump. Where are the grownups in the room instead of these octogenarian buffoons? It's just, it's a damning indictment on the state of this country and its people that this is the state of our politics. The people of Gaza put Hamas in power with their vote. Hamas then canceled all other elections. But it was the people of Gaza who put them there. And it is the people of the United States who put our leaders in office too. And people are stupid. And look at what we got. Now, let me tell you about stamps.com before I go to break because I use them. In fact, I just used it this morning. Uh, stamps.com. They can save you up to eighty-four percent off USPS and UPS rates, and automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options. I actually have done this. So this morning, I went in, have to ship a package. I did it by UPS. I found not it's not the cheapest, but it is the fastest. And I got it, and I arranged pickup, and they've already come by the office and picked up the package, and I did it all on my computer. I was able to print the label on the printer. I was able to put it on the package, and away it went. You can do the same thing. You get access to the post office, UPS services you need from your computer or your mobile device 24-7. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. You can even order supplies from stamps.com. Over a million businesses use them. I'm one of them. Sign up today. Use code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K, for a special offer. A four-week trial, you get free postage, you get a free digital scale. You have no long-term commitments. You have no contract to sign. That's stamps.com. You click on the microphone, and you put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You got holiday shopping coming up, folks. You want to make it real easy to ship packages to friends and family, or if you're a small business to ship packages for your small business, Stamps.com, click the microphone, put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. I, I'm, I'm laughing at this. So the New York Times Magazine has done, done a profile of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does not grant media interviews these days. She doesn't need them. She's got such a big presence. She can talk directly to the people she wants to talk to. But there's this paragraph, and I got to laugh at it because I have now been to, let's see, I've been to an Adele concert with my daughter. I've been to a Drew Holcomb concert with my son and my daughter. My son loves Drew Holcomb. And then I've been to now three Taylor Swift concerts with my daughter. So an Adele and three Taylor Swifts and then a Drew Holcomb. I I've, I want to go to Judah and the Lion, and every time I've gotten tickets, something's come up with my family I haven't been able to go. But anyway, I, so there's this paragraph. Uh, this is the writer writing from Section 301 at the Santa Clara Arena where Taylor Swift had been um, named the mayor of the city for the day. Swifty Clara, they changed the name to that day. We sit in Section 301. We were enthralled by her, even though we couldn't actually see her from where we were sitting. All we could really see was a tiny figure in an angelic dress running across the stage down below. Our only proof that she was actually in the stadium was that the people close to the stage seemed to believe she was there, and we chose to believe them. But it didn't even matter that we couldn't see her. Our devotion is maximal. Her engagement is total. We were in a trance. It is... I it's, uh, the reason I bring, I've been to Adele and and and, and Drew Holcomb because a Taylor Swift concert is like nothing else on the planet. There are great concerts, an Elton John concert. Well, he doesn't do them anymore now, but I'm told an Elton John concert is something to behold in terms of performance. I don't know that I've seen anything like a Taylor Swift concert. In the biggest arenas, she uses risers and stage production to try to get it as close to eye level as she can with everyone. This this tour, she didn't do it as much. But in the last two, she did. Uh, yeah, I've been to three of them. I know. And it is a production, and she has made a ton of money. And now there are people who could not get into her performances in this country because of the uh, scalp, ticket scalpers and all the problems Ticketmaster had. And I know multiple people who are going to Brazil to see her in concert because flying to Brazil, getting a hotel room, and buying the tickets for the concert is cheaper than it was to try to see Taylor Swift in this country where you had to fly somewhere and get a hotel room and buy exorbitant tickets. The tickets are only $80 in Rio de Janeiro, and the round-trip airfare to Rio de Janeiro is about $600 in economy for two people. Maybe, maybe it's $600 a person. That makes more sense. And then a hotel room for about 200 bucks. So you're paying what? uh, 12, 13, 14, you're paying less than $1,500 to go round trip to a foreign country to see Taylor Swift. Now, the downside is that it's Rio de Janeiro, so they may lose their liver and kidney by going to Rio de Janeiro. They may lose their life going to Rio de Janeiro. But is it worth it if you're in the Swifty cult? My kid is a Swifty. She loves Taylor Swift. She recognizes they disagree on politics. She recognizes her worldview is different. She's mature. But she also loves her music. She grew up listening to her music. And if there is anything any of us in the entertainment business, then the news business can learn. It is how to do fan management from Taylor Swift. Uh, it is remarkable what she does. She she likes people's Instagram posts. She's liked to comment, my daughter left her before. And I'm sure she's got people doing it. But, man, it feels like a personalized touch. It's something. Uh, it really is a fascinating thing. And it is a great distraction from talking about all the other stuff that's out there right now. My goodness gracious. Um, it is. It's remarkable that we've got a distraction. So all that being said, my friends. I'm going to try to find other stuff to talk about tomorrow if I can. But um, the news keeps happening. And my job, first and foremost, is to keep you informed. So I'll do that again tomorrow. Y'all have a great day.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.